Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm Chelsea, and I'm here with Wade as always. And today, we're talking about a crazy, wonderful film called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Now, I know that at our year in review episode, I already said that this was my favorite film of 2022, but Wade has now also watched the film, so I'm very curious for us to discuss this movie and definitely hear more of his thoughts, and we're just going to kind of dive into this movie, and so we're probably going to cover some spoilers, so listeners, if you don't care about spoilers or anything, or if you just want to hear what we had to say, feel free to just continue with the episode, but we're just giving that warning now, and so let's just dive right into this movie. So Wade, you just watched this movie recently. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure did. (laughs) Yeah. I watched it actually again to get ready for this episode to just, you know, have everything fresh in my mind, but what were your initial reactions after watching this movie? Like, at the end of the movie, um, I was just like, I was filled with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of emotions just from the end of the movie, you know, all that stuff that happens at the end. Um, I was very emotional from that, but like, I was also just, I was just very happy that a movie like this exists now. Mm-hmm. Like, I... <sighs> It's just crazy. I had to pause several times throughout the movie to process, like, what just happened? Or, like, what the, just like, what the heck? Um, <laughs> we, we, had, we had such a blast watching it. Um, it's, it's just so amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad you had a blast watching everything. I was, I was hoping you'd enjoy it, but it's definitely a movie that I feel like is also very strange and out there at times, but definitely has a deeper story to it, so... It really could go hit or miss, I think, for when people watch it. I will say watching this movie again, wow. It was, I appreciated the first time I watched it, but somehow I was able to appreciate it even more. And those things at the end got me still. (laughs) It's just, it's such a, it's just, it's such a wacky movie. Like it deals with something so huge, so hard to like comprehend, which is like part of the point of the movie. Like, the fact that the multiverse exists and, you know, you exist within the multiverse in an infinite levels and infinite different people, but it's still you. Like, you are still you. Um, and then, like, the, the actual plot of the movie, like, the, the personal plot is something that is so grounded, I feel. It's so personal that it's crazy that they got two completely, like, different feels in the movie, basically, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, like, the personal drama, like, mother to daughter, on top of this humongous, existential, nothing matters. Nothing matters because everything exists, and nothing is new, and nothing is different. Like, it's crazy that you get both of those things put on top of each other. Um, And I think, in in the end, it's crazier still that, like, the smaller problem still wins. Mm -hmm. Like, the answer to that problem was is like the answer to the bigger problem too um it just it got me really good yeah it's just it was so smart so well done that you can have these crazy things come together and it makes sense in the end and it's able to tell a powerful story now i know we've kind of alluded to what the story is about i feel like we should try to explain it Ooh, we should try yes i just there's there's different <laughs> levels to the story because i feel like you can look at it face value so when i I saw the tr- the first trailer when it came out. I guess it was probably the fall of 2021 was when I remember seeing the trailer. It was just crazy. It was just kind of like the close-up, I think, of Evelyn's face and her just like traveling through like the multiverse. And it was just like that was like all you were given. It was just like crazy context. And I'm like, I don't know what this movie is, but I want to see more of it. So I think people probably have heard like, yeah, it's about the multiverse. But no, it's there's so much to it. Like you said, there's a big heart to it. So I figured we should start with first, like their main character is Evelyn. Miss Evelyn Wong. Mm-hmm. And she is just, she's a mother. She's a wife. Her family's struggling with their laundromat being audited by the IRS. And that's where all their problems stem from. Just honestly, in the first 10 minutes, you get to like all their <laughs> dynamics, you know, so well, like. It's a lot. Yeah. Like it's, you, there's so much packed into that 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that all of that stuff happens in the first 10 minutes, though, I think, like, that's why a lot of these things are problems, is because I feel like that's their life, too. Like, everything is packed into such a small amount of time all the time, and they don't, like, they keep themselves so busy, they don't have room to, like, 
relax and stretch out and um like check in with each other like evelyn with her husband wayman and and then evelyn with joy the daughter Mm -hmm. they don't have time to spend together and that's i think where a lot of the problems come from the personal problems yes and then i think i'll just mentioning so like our main character evelyn she is played by michelle yo i think a lot of people probably know her from various martial arts films or she was also in crazy rich asians and shang chi <laughs> but okay did you know who the husband was um he looked so familiar he sounded more familiar i think but i didn't know who he was so that's kihi kwan and a lot of people know him from when he was younger he was in the goonies and in indiana jones oh my gosh really yeah wow yeah (laughs) that's that was a long time ago (laughs) yeah it was very interesting because yeah i'm like i know the voice i recognize it when then i was like oh yes i know who this is (laughs) it's been a long time since i've seen those movies and he was he he did such an excellent job in this movie too Mm -hmm. like jumping back and forth between like different versions of himself they all act so different you know from each other and well, like Michelle Yeoh does the same thing, right? She yeah. she has to jump back and forth between different versions of herself, but like for her, they're still all kind of the same, like the same kind of person. Mm-hmm. But Waymond changes like a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I love his like his regular like the regular Waymond that we meet. <laughs> um, I think he's my favorite still. He's just so sweet. He is so sweet. He's goofy. He's mm-hmm doesn't take things seriously like not to a fault but you know evelyn is very very strict very uptight on schedule got to get everything done because that's what's demanded and then waymond mm-hmm. is there to kind of balance her out to slow her down when she needs to to you know as i say smell the flowers yes um, yeah very true and then so our other main character or one of our other main characters, is Joy, the daughter, who's played by Stephanie Hsu, who, this is like her breakout role, and I thought she was freaking fantastic in this, like... Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> and she got to do so many cool things in this movie, too. Yes. Like, ah. <laughs> that, talk about somebody who's playing a ton of different characters, just doing a ton of things at once, like... hmm Wow. And then we also had a surprise person who stuck around for like the whole film <laughs> jamie lee the Curtis. queen <laughs> yes, back at it <laughs> when when she first shows up as the irs agent i was so happy i'm like oh i love to get to see jamie lee curtis and then the next time you see jamie lee curtis you're like excuse me <laughs> and then the next time you're like whoa <laughs> yeah she there's... just keeps coming back <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's something else but I guess focusing more on the story. So, yes, we talk about the IRS. So it all starts up because they're trying to... Well, it's like two things... Like, multiple things are happening that day. They're going to have a party later at the laundromat. But before that, they have to deal with the IRS. Dun-dun-dun. Where everything comes out. And it kicks off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I think this movie does a really good job of explaining its version of the multiverse. Yes, Absolutely. I think there's sometimes where some movies either get like so much into the science or so much into some things where like you feel like something might be missing or something doesn't quite make sense. But I feel like they did a really good job. And because like we said, like the first like legitimately the 10 minutes, it's like you're packed with a ton of information. Bam, you're at the IRS and you're in the elevator. And that's where you get introduced to the multiverse. (laughs) Good old Alpha Wayman. (laughs) Yes. Which is just so interesting about like, yeah, the different consciousness and putting yourself into their... Like, I, okay, now I can't even explain it. It made sense of the movie, but trying to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I don't know. There's so much to talk about this movie. It's hard to focus on a particular thing. It is. I had, I was having this exact problem the other day. Um, Would it help if we, like, tried to explain, like, how they explain the multiverse? Yes, let's do that. Okay, so a universe is created when you, well, when you do anything... Instead of doing this, you do that. Instead of doing that, you do this. All of those little changes create, like, branching universes. Um, And then the bigger those decisions are, like, sometimes they're really small thing. 
like setting a, pe- a piece of paper down on the left side compared to the right side. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes they're like, they, they, they get bigger if you're making like life decisions and stuff like that. Um, and then the bigger the decision, so the more your life differ- would be different from that point on, like the farther away that, that universe becomes. So you have closer universes with small, small little differing details. And then you have very, very far away ones where your life could be completely different. Abs- just absolutely different than what you currently know. And actually, we get we get so far away in this movie that, like, <laughs> to the point of, like, humanity evolving in different ways. <laughs> yes. Which, that part is so funny. Yes. Oh, the hot dog fingers. <laughs> I, hot dog I love fingers. the introduction to that because it definitely takes inspiration from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like space Odyssey, yeah. with the yeah. music and then, like... <laughs> the yeah the apes fighting each other and the one with the normal hands is the one that's defeated <laughs> and then they all have hot dog I, fingers <laughs> it's so disturbing and it's like actual hot dog fingers like no bones just big thick sausages mm-hmm. but like but your fingers were they like also squirting like mustard is that what was happening yeah i'm not quite sure where that mustard that came from that was it's yeah that's gross it was uh <laughs> That's there were so some gross. romantic so things going on in those scenes, so inappropriate. <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> but I, I love in that universe. They're like, yes, they have evolved. They have taken over with the hot dog fingers. But then you see them using their toes, like hands. Yeah, like they get so good with their toes because, <laughs> like, they can't control their hot dog yeah. fingers because they're just Slopping around. like literal hot dogs. Yeah. yeah, like so you see, like you see, is it Jamie Lee Curtis playing the piano with her toes? Yeah, playing Claire de Lune. Yeah, you see that. She's wearing that arm brace see... on her foot that she was wearing in. And she's wearing... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just... that Those scenes, the hot dog finger scenes, just... They, whoa. <laughs> They'll take you by surprise every time. <laughs> they will, but it's also, like, a sad story, too. <laughs> oh, you mean, like, yeah, like, with the characters, like, in that yeah. universe? That uh-huh. Yeah, that is really sad. That is really sad. But, but you know, seeing that universe helps Evelyn understand, um, oh, what is her name? Deirdre? Oh, uh, yes. It helps understand the IRS agent Deirdre a little bit better, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, they're going at it throughout most of the movie, like cats and dogs. Yeah. Which, but not yeah. at the end. Nope. Which is just, it's true. Like, she needed to, like, Evelyn needs to experience the multiverse in order to understand basically like who she is what she wants in life what is in front of her she needs to recognize and there's like because it's it's just really interesting because yeah it has a lot of action in this movie you know a lot of fighting because it also has the multiverse plot line which you can kind of simply say is like evelyn's the supposed chosen one to take down the evil she's so normal and boring that she's the perfect candidate for this (laughs) (laughs) i love that like she has tried and failed to do so many things in her life. <laughs> and she like, has become perfect. the chosen one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, and all that is, I guess, what got them in trouble with the IRS, too. Trying to claim so many of those yes. failed um, hobbies, I suppose. Hobbies, yeah. As as uh, business expenses. Mm-hmm. Which, so. I mean, I think that's also such a good reflection on, like, society or people in general. I think it's always, you know, difficult, like finding your way in the world like finding what Mm -hmm. you want to do and or having so many passions trying to figure things out and it's like it's kind of like and you know insulting to your character to be like you're just the like the plain boring one who couldn't accomplish anything and i'm like you know this plays into that bigger picture the bigger role of like you know i think sometimes people feel just feel like they're lost in the world like what's their purpose what's going on what are we doing here are we making a difference and like so many layers to this movie so many ways i think people can connect and i mean like there's i almost think that this movie people could get a different take like ever like you know people can have different things that they take from this movie and it you know like just different perspectives will see mm -hmm. the movie in a different light and the like focus of the story or the uh um the moral of the story will change depending Mm -hmm. on what your perspective is yeah it just so let's see, I'm trying to continue more with the story. I'm trying to think about this. Like, <laughs> getting more introduced to the multiverse, the explanation of it. And so like 
this movie also has little title cards. It's kind of funny because I always laugh because there's certain like indie type movies that always have like title cards to make things like part one and they call it something and like part two and stuff, which some of those I think are really funny and like ridiculous. They don't matter. But yeah, it also fits with the title of this movie, but it actually does like encompass what happens in each like section because you have part one, which is everything, which is her experiencing the multiverse, traveling to different areas, learning all about it. And then one thing that's funny about this is that with the multiverse, you can also take on certain abilities from your other versions of yourself. <laughs> your, your other versions of yourself. Yes. <laughs> by doing really weird, unexpected things that are very bizarre. <laughs> very bizarre. Like, well, the whole point is to, like, you're doing something that the current you normally wouldn't do mm-hmm. um, in order to, like, slingshot your conscious, basically, to, like, a different universe. And there's, like, a system for that, like, trying to find a specific skill or something like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But then you're caught, like, like living between the two consciousness, kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I love how they did that. Like, you don't just, like, drop dead and enter another person. Like, you're stuck between, mm-hmm. and which can, like, cause, like, brain damage and stuff like that. Yeah. I liked how they went about that. Definitely. Yeah. Which that's, we also, yeah, leads into evelyn dealing with that but about the unexpected things to do that was the one scene in this movie that got to me that like made me cringe in the beginning with the paper cuts oh my god what and he's like you can't give yourself a paper cut if you're trying to do it to yourself and what was it he had to give himself four paper cuts so he did four between... paper cuts between his fingers, fingers yes oh my gosh between that scene fingers. Oh gosh, that scene was so well done, God. but it was so awful. I was just like, yeah, like every time he was he succeeded, like I winced. I was like, oh god, oh god, no. <laughs> well, I think it was just everything about the scene, the way that it was shot, like the way the music was playing, way they were described. Like ah, it was just so intense, and yeah, even watching it again, I was like, this is actually worse watching it a second time because I know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like it's this scene. Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, for example, like, with this paper cut scene, like, there are some very other odd things that happen, really weird things that I think does play for a lot of laughs and everything, like, which adds the absurdity to it. And then you have these other scenes where it's, like, very serious, but, like, the multiverse... Yeah, like, brings you way back down to Earth. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) They juggle that really well. Yes, I agree. And relating to when you were just saying about the multiverse branching off and how we not only do we see the hot dog universe, we also see some very obscure universes like where they're pinatas. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> where they're rocks. Yes. Where they are rocks. Yeah. Which is crazy because, you know, like, I think the assumption to be made in those that specific scene is that, like, you know, they said, oh, we were in a universe where, like, life never sparked. Mm-hmm. And so the world is just this. And so the two characters are just rocks getting to exist in no place, basically. But they get to do that because they are those two, like, they have those powers, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like everybody is just a rock and just sitting around. You know, they're getting to live something that's not actually being done in that universe. Yeah. That's kind of what I took away from that. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, because they definitely really break those boundaries. And yeah, you see, because yeah, they are those characters that can go to the other universes. I was like, oh, I kind of want to talk about the rock scene, but should we wait on that a little bit? <laughs> I think we probably should. Okay. So you find out, okay, so the overarching, like, there's a villain in this movie, or at least it's portrayed to be the there main is. villain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is revealed to actually be the daughter, but she goes by a different name. Yeah. They, you know, they, the uh, Alpha Wayman and, like, his little organization in the Alphaverse, like, take all this time to set to set um, Jobu Tupaki up as this huge, like, multidimensional force that's destroying universes, and, like, we have to stop them at all costs, and then and then you meet her, and you just, you find out it's just Joy. Mm-hmm. It's just their daughter. Yeah. Um, although, I guess she's not just her daughter. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the Alphaverse, like, where Alpha Wayman comes from, it's that Joy, but her mom in that universe had like experimented on her and pushed the limits of her mind too far mm-hmm. in experiencing other universes and enjoy basically got the power set to where she exists in all versions of herself all at once, which is just absolutely bonkers to think about. Yeah. 
And like, yeah, so with the alpha verse, yeah, that Evelyn is dead and most versions of Evelyn is dead. So that's why they come to the like, quote, regular world, which is where that Evelyn's at. But yeah, like you said, yeah, she experiments on her daughter because her daughter is the one that has the most potential because they created, the Alphaverse created the technology to be able to verse jump. And I think there's so many ways to take about like how how Joy is just like has all the pressure from the family and experiences like not only just experiencing all the versions of herself, but just the baggage of everything and yeah about life, about her family, about... Well, and, and a lot of it, I think, just really just simply has a lot to do with her like you know, she's the second generation of an immigrant family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I thought it played a lot into that kind of thing, too. Yes. Um, where those kids tend to have lots and lots of pressure because they're supposed to be normal Americans who just fit in and are successful and and all of this other stuff. But they also have to be perfect members of their family's original culture and things like that, too. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of expectation there. Mm-hmm. And I think specifically, so when we see actually Evelyn uh, verse jumping and stuff, we like before like she gets like kind of calibrated into the system, we see like a quick like flash through her whole life and we see like that version of herself and it that's when it shows like the pinpoint, like the different important parts of her life that branch out. And we see that, you know, she grew up, grew up in China and she fell in love with Waymond and she chose to go to the United States with him. And her parents were very disappointed in her and her ability, like, about, you know, you're a disgrace to our family. Like, we're going to disown you, pretty much. And you see her, like, building this Mm -hmm. life with Waymond by, he purchased this laundromat and they grow it and struggle with it and everything. And there's parts where she's trying to contact her family and her dad never calls her back or anything, never responds. And then what's another big part of the set of this movie is that grandfather is introduced at the very beginning like it's all about like who's going to take care of the grandfather you you can't tell him because another thing to mention is that joy has a girlfriend and that's a big thing that like joy wants her girlfriend to be a part of her life and be a part of her family and evelyn doesn't quite know how to deal with that so she doesn't well she she thinks she's handling it pretty well Mm. right she thinks like she's like oh i let you do this and you know like i understand and but she's not she in her subconscious she's not completely on board with it yet and and she uses her dad who who does who does come to visit as like a shield in that way kind of where like she they're like oh you can't tell your grandpa yes you know becky's just your friend you can't do that because he's a different generation he wouldn't understand um, you're gonna give him a heart you know, attack use that we don't as want a shield that, yeah. a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah we don't <laughs> we don't want that and you know that was something that she had to get over eventually too mm-hmm. which when 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 they finally get to that point in the movie i was like look at her some like some growth but then but then like you don't get the happy ending out of that part like that doesn't lead to where evelyn thought it was going to lead you know mm-hmm. like she didn't think to like oh this is this will fix my problem me like accepting this and moving away from my dad's expectations and stuff like that didn't fix my problem yeah. because that just hurt joy more like it wasn't about Evelyn. It was, and it, I think it was hard for her to to see that. Yeah. Well, I think it's also too that it's just it's so much more complicated than just simply just saying that one thing and just claiming to fix that one thing. Right. There's you're not mm-hmm. completely mm-hmm. realizing the whole problem, which I think is so important. I think it's also right. like relatable in general too. Just like seeing those things through so many levels, through either like being part of an immigrant family, being you know that just simply the mother-daughter relationship for people that come out to their families and dealing with that just generations dealing with I mean there's so many levels because it's not only like you see I think you see mostly the mother-daughter relationship is like the overarching like bigger relationship in the film but you also do see her relationship with Wayman because another part of this movie is that he wants to divorce her like he's or or at the very least he wants to like use a divorce as like a springboard to try to fix their relationship yeah like to get her attention um, like that's, that's how i saw it yeah yeah that's how i saw it at first well not at first because you just see the papers mm-hmm. but then he he brings that up he's like he's like i don't want a divorce i want to talk about i want you to listen i want you to talk about our compli- very complicated life together um i want you to be here in this moment with me so we can fix it and then as we as as evelyn goes through the multiverse and 
she grows with all of these experience, but then she gets with, you know, she gets with Joy and, and Joy teaches her that nothing matters because everything already is in all forms. So nothing, nothing can really affect anything in any way. Um, during the, during the scene where Evelyn actually like signs the papers, Mm -hmm. like I like panicked in my head for her. I was like, like, no, that's not, no, that's not what he wanted. (laughs) Yeah. Cause she was just, she was very much into that nothing matters kind of persona there, you know, close to the end. And, um, that really got me. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion, I think there. No, definitely. The like, I think it also plays into like serving her like those divorce papers and stuff like getting her attention it kind of lets her like set up two different ways like that she could take the easy way and just continue to live life without talking about these things and like dealing with them so it's yeah it's also like no she signed it because she didn't want to work through anything or realize there's so many other things going on in life and then what's yeah what's the point what's the point in it Mm -hmm. yeah that's just I I don't know This, the this movie no. has so many layers and paths and every there's mm-hmm. so much going on in Evelyn's life in such a short amount of time. Um, like she she herself is kind of like bombarded with all of these major problems all at once. And I think that with the, the, her being able to escape, being taught how to escape into the multiverse, it kind of helps her get away from those problems. Mm-hmm. But then as she escapes from the problems, she realizes like, how much she loves those people in her life. And then which starts affecting, I think like all the other places in the multiverse for her, because it, in one world, this is a problem and she's feeling a way about it and she doesn't want to deal with it though. So that comes out in a different universe, you know, where she'll, she'll like act out in that universe to try to save that Waymond or something like that. Um, instead of just bringing it all back to the center and focusing on her specific life. Yeah. And I think, too, with, like, her experiencing the multiverse, like, and she thinks it's cool that she's able to experience these, these different versions of what-if things. But, like, they all have their challenges. They all have their drawbacks. Like, they're not all perfect. Mm-hmm. And she has right. to realize that she just can't live in one version and just try to escape. Because, yeah, there's more to it. And then, oh, no. Oh, I was thinking, like, <laughs> oh, I was going to say, okay. Because, <laughs> like, so there's the part one about everything and then part two is everywhere so like you're introduced to everything and then you're seeing all those lives <laughs> and then that part two has a cliffhanger <laughs> oh right the movie the ends, movie ends. <laughs> evelyn's dead <laughs> credits roll i forgot about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it, everything is just building and building up like fighting in the multiverse like trying to take up and then yeah then she dies supposedly yep credits roll which <laughs> When that first happened, and like I everything was like, is like starring and written and directed by Evelyn. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that's when you're like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. When that first happened, what was your reaction to that when it started the credits rolling? Oh, I was like fully prepared. I was ready. Like, like, nope, we're not done yet. It's yeah. too bad. You're not catching me on this one. I laughed about it. But yeah, I was like, I'm like- not getting out of my chair yet. We're not done here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, excuse me. I'm like, no, I'm like, I've seen this in other movies before. Thank you very much. This is not how it's going. And then, yeah, you see the credits and it's Evelyn. Then you're like, okay. Also, it's like a perfect way to be like, no, no, no. We're not going to just end this story quickly and just Evelyn get her way of not dealing with everything. We're going to go back to what's going on. (laughs) But yeah, I think there's so many interesting things because then the overarching thing is about the everything bagel the whole about because (laughs) i loved how they structured that it like whenever whenever evelyn finally gets to meet jobu tupaki as joy um and realizes that she doesn't want to kill me so what does she want me for Mm -hmm. and so joy starts talking about she so she's gained these powers to not only exist within every multi every universe at once but she can basically like change anything into anything like Mm -hmm. any like any matter she can change into anything else because she there's something she can do with this like multiversal like awareness um and so what does she 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 said she literally takes everything Mm -hmm. and kind of puts it together Mm -hmm. um and the shape that she got out of it was like like a bagel Mm -hmm. 
like an everything bagel <laughs> like an everything bagel um and of course she she seasons it with all of these things mm-hmm. yep <laughs> and then it's just yeah it's the answer to all answers just mm-hmm. go into the everything bagel and just escape it all pretty much and just because mm-hmm. nothing matters and she wants to be at peace and that's what and that's what her yeah that's what her thing is she just wants to be at peace she wants to just not exist Mm -hmm. she wants it all to be over um and while the alphaverse thinks are afraid that that will wipe out the multiverse and all of its function but joy just all of her expectations from all of her life all of her lives in every universe and everything else she just she just wants peace and quiet she just wants it to end she wants nothing and she brought evelyn into it because she was also hoping that evelyn might see something different might also just give her a way out Mm -hmm. besides her like last call situation but then Mm -hmm. evelyn sees the same thing and also believes that nothing matters right and i think and then like like you're dealing with that like that whole scene which takes place in this like big white like I don't know what is it like structure <laughs> big hallway and then it's just they're all like dressed up like a cult pretty much all like in white I right? loved it I loved yes. it and can I say Joy has like the best outfits I have ever seen oh, in anything gosh. ever ever so, the amount of costume changes and stuff that went into her outfits and just like what they even look like in general it's it's crazy like a wrestling outfit at one point and then like two <laughs> she just changing at one point you see her like fingernails change colors in the very beginning before you see who she is you see her long fingernails yeah. streaking across yeah. this side of the wall and you're like who is this crazy bean and then yeah no her outfit in that world with the big bagel like all white like that and her hair was like slightly like victorian yeah yes <laughs> kind yes. of yeah 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 I, I love i love and like and she had like all the cult members there and they were like in their robes and jamie lee curtis but like was they there. can't they can't they jamie lee curtis was there yes. and you can't like they have their little like welding visors because they like they're not supposed to yeah. see the bagel do not look. <laughs> be here and worship it but bagel. do not look <laughs> <laughs> yeah that so then like you have her fighting the scene but then you also have like all the alpha like first people have come into like the main world and trying to take out like the problem and situation they're all fighting Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's when like i think that's when everything's just happening so much and then that's where we eventually get transported into the actual rock scene like for the first time like you've had so much chaos like this movie has been going 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 like there's no really time to breathe (laughs) like you're like slowly learning information there's fighting there's so much going on and then all of a sudden it just culminates to this moment of just dead silence and that's when you see the rocks. Just two rocks sitting on a cliff. Yes. Looking at the sky. I I have mentioned before that this is like, my, like the rock scenes are like my favorite scenes in this whole movie. There's just something about it, how this movie has just been so like loud, like pretty much and just everything's going constantly and then you just stop and everything's quiet and you just start reading text, the text of them talking to each other, of it being mother or daughter talking to each other about what is life? Why does it matter? What's going on? And just, I think it's so powerful too, because it just gives you a moment to breathe as well. Yes. And then you start taking in like, everybody's just existentially thinking about what is going on here. What is <laughs> It's a nice little recharge before the WTF moments begin. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And it's just, I honestly think it's like, it was the best way to handle it because I can't imagine the scene hitting as hard, at least personally for me, if it was them actually talking about this and discussing it, like sitting right. and everything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just some, something so simple. It's, yeah, like I said, gives you time to relax and take a breather and just focus on the text. You don't have to be worried about lots of action on screen or anything like that. It's just fully soaking in those words. Mm-hmm. At least that got to me, so. <laughs> no, I, no, I really, it, though that scene and then the couple times it jumps back to that scene after that is mm-hmm. so it hits you yeah and it's and it's not like a one straight emotion kind of thing it's very there's a lot because you're processing a lot from what's happening before mm-hmm. and then you know when they start talking to each other and you're and you're like reading what what's going on um you know that the moment that they're having is really important mm-hmm. um and it really it really pulls you in it gives you a lot to hold on to as they 
is they start heading towards the end and like clashing with each other and stuff like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, like, basically, like, the huge tipping point, and then you keep seeing, like, yeah, when you go back to the rock scenes and go back to other scenes, it's her, I guess, kind of moving the story forward a bit more. Like, eventually, Evelyn's almost just, like, sick of her husband. Like, I think that's the big part, where, like, and in the one version, she stabs him in the side with a piece of glass. And then that's also when she signs the divorce papers and everything. Like all her frustration with him yes. comes out in, in multiple universes all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then the events in those universes start to move forward. And then Waymond, like the core of Waymond comes out where he's begging, please stop fighting. Because um, when he gets stabbed is like in the middle of like a big fight scene. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Um, he's like, please stop fighting. Please listen. Please talk. You know, and you see, you just see all of that. I don't even know. I don't have the words to properly like describe Waymond. Just... He's so, um, he's so calm, he's so kind, caring. It's just, you can see all of that in his relationship with Evelyn, and she starts to see that too. But not just her Waymond, every Waymond. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he exists in every universe, basically, as the same person with all of the same core ingredients that makes her Waymond so special. Um... And having that overwhelming force throughout the multiverse in that one moment, I think, really brings her back to herself, pulls her in. Definitely, yeah. And, like, because one thing he says is, like, like being kind. Just be kind. Yeah, because he does recognize that the world is can be harsh and everything and that there's, that sometimes, like, yeah, life can be meaningless. Like, what's the point? But he just holds on to the thought of being kind. That's just something that you can do. And that's something you can hold on to. Because... You're living this life one way or another, so right. might as well focus on some positives. Hold on to something good. And it, and then from that, you get all of that, like all of that Waymond all at once, and it just, like, I don't I think it, ref, it reflects back on the audience, too. Mm-hmm. And you see Evelyn in this moment of chaos, and she's just, she's ready, basically, just to go down the Jobu Tupaki route and just destroy everything basically mm-hmm. let ev- let everything fall apart and she just and she realizes she has this moment well nothing nothing may matter but that doesn't mean that things can't matter mm-hmm. like it's if it's important to me it does matter regardless of what i could be or who i could have been or the choices that we make here this is where i'm at right now and this does matter to me so true. And then that's when she realized, yeah, violence is the answer. It's finding those moments of joy for people. And one thing that it was such a great callback because these googly eyes of what she uses towards the end of the movie. She puts a googly eye on her forehead. <laughs> and we have seen this. Opens her third eye. <laughs> yes, for real. And these googly eyes were at the beginning of the movie. Waymond would put them randomly throughout their home, randomly on people's <laughs> on like, laundry and stuff. And Evelyn was just so fed up with it. She found it so stupid. She's like, it's getting in the way. But she had that connection from her husband, that discussion about being kind and just was able to like use something that she thought was dumb from him, but that he put a lot of, you know, like kind of love into that. And that's what she uses as her, yes, her third eye, her gives her that ability to bring joy to people. So then you see everybody from the Alphaverse and everything, everybody that was fighting her, finding, you know, happiness in the things, the unique things that they, that brings them joy, pleasure. (laughs) And all of their weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when you have more of that heavy discussion between actually Evelyn and Joy and then also the disconnect about, you know, yes, I accept you presenting her to her father well evelyn's father and saying like yeah this is joy and her girlfriend and then they get into more about what's really the problem what's difficult and how their relationship that wasn't the only problem it wasn't perfect and then her also stepping away from the shadow and expectations and finally speaking up and speaking against her father evelyn speaking against her father about her issues and this all culminating together too (laughs) Yeah, it's just, in those those ending moments, those last few lines, like, they just, they have such a clarity and, like, powerful effect, I felt. Um, it was just so nice, and, because and, Joy's just like, but, 
but like we've we've seen it nothing matters like it even when i'm with you everything is just awful mm-hmm. like when i do this you do this when i look like this you you feel this way and everything is just awful and i don't know i don't know how what to do from this point on um besides leave and like never come back basically mm-hmm. um and evelyn she kind of, she accepts joy's feelings on that um and she says but and she's like you're right like i do feel this way about things and this and this and this um and i and things get really shitty a lot i'm and because that's just how i am and i'm so sorry for that but regardless of all of that there's nowhere else i would rather be than right here right now with you and i just wanted to like ball oh i honestly i cried in the last like 20 30 minutes of this movie like just straight through like everything just got to me Uh, and even the second time watching it i was like darn it man this movie is good because it's kidding me again like (laughs) i don't know it's just yeah it's just so many emotions i just get so sucked into the moment these characters and just like also just so many moments of just like you can see it like relatability and like your life or just experiences or anything like that just i don't know it just really hit me hard but yeah, no, it's their conversation is just it's so well done. It just, yeah, it speaks to the relationship too. Because it's also like, well, in a sense, she does like let Joy go too. Being like, I accept like who you are and mm-hmm. you have the ability to like go on your own. And like, that's also what she needed to know. Like they were like trapped in that relationship and struggling to understand each other in a sense. And also just like, they need to be their own people too. But also there is, I don't that things are okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's just so much to pull out of, like, the whole movie as a whole, but even just, like, small little scenes, like, there's just, there's so much that happens between the characters, like, from moment to moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, you could sit there and just analyze the crap out of all of it. Yes. We, we could be here for hours and hours. I know. That's, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, at face value, people may think it's just, oh, it's a crazy multiverse movie where a woman tries to save the world. Sure if you really want to think that's that but no there's and i think you, you can't even just simply say that like i think that's just kind of silly to say that because it's clearly this like the story about evelyn and her, her relationships to her husband especially her daughter like that is definitely at the forefront it's not really even hidden like there's different layers of the relationship that are kind of like you like slowly have to like dig up and everything but the movie is just yeah it it works so well together and i think about it and i'm like the absurdity and stuff helps make things lighthearted, makes things fun, but also just helps you process the deeper levels of the situation. For real. It gives you other things to think about. Mm-hmm. Like you have you have your deep personal emotional things. Um, and then you have, they're like, but here's something else that's ridiculous to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like multiverse silliness. Like this is miles away from like interpersonal drama and feelings processing and stuff. Um, and we'll just, we'll jump back and forth for a bit. And at the end, we'll just shove it all in together. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Absurdity that actually has a purpose. It's quite amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I know I've, I, yeah, like we could talk about this movie forever and I could, I could, I could personally praise it forever, but mm-hmm. yeah. Cause I didn't want to give this all away in our, um, geared review episode of digging into all the spoilers because I also wanted way to experience the movie as well and not spoil it for him or give him ideas of why it's a good movie so well i'm glad i'm glad because i you know i hadn't seen it i'd wanted to see it like since it came out Mm -hmm. um i just had never gotten like the opportunity um and then you sent me that digital code and life was good (laughs) we sat down fast and watched that sucker we're so excited we both just loved it i'm so glad you guys enjoyed it and just it's also interesting because this movie is kind of long i guess for most people's standards because it's a little over it's a little less than two and a half hours long. It's like, like yeah, it's like 220 or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, I'm going to be bold enough and say that this movie is a nearly perfect movie. Like, it has everything going for it. And, like, we just scratched the surface, like, honestly, with just the story and, like, the deeper parts of it. But I would love to talk about another very important part of this movie that it really hit me the second time because I was like, oh my gosh, I do know what's going on. Like, the music. The way that music is used right. in this. Yeah, like unless you're thinking about it, like it, the music just blends straight into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be in the middle of the moment and be like, oh my gosh, like that's, oh my gosh, there it is. Otherwise, it's just part of the experience for you. Yeah. It's just, 
there. Yeah, it really adds to it. And there's certain parts in the movie where, like, if you actually listen, there's, like, some, like, words, like, being spoken or, like, I don't know if they're actually lyrics about, like, things that are going on in that scene and just helps further Mm -hmm. enhance it. And it's, some of it's kind of funny and then other parts it's just, like, also music in films, like, really gets to me, like, especially in emotional scenes, like, I'm already, like, listening and, like, getting involved in, like, what the people are discussing, but then you have (laughs) music that just, like, that pulls at my heart the right song at the right time and i'm like no stop it you're doing too good of a job (laughs) and it's it's all original music for this like it's just like you can hear like there's a kind of like a constant theme that goes throughout it like there's these like i don't know if it's like more of a i i should not be the one discussing music (laughs) like a piano to it i don't know (laughs) right i don't know it was really well done and also just the mixing of just also the sound effects with everything like Okay, one of the things I really love the editing in this movie, this movie took a lot of work to pull off. Like, because we've mentioned before about, like, you know, people having costume changes, going to different, like, going through the multiverse. Like, there's quite a few times where there's, like, multiple scenes per second of you just see, like, Evelyn flying through. Like, somebody spent all the time coming up with those Mm -hmm. specific shots. Like, you see some of them... Oh, because there's at one point where they're in, like, a like a 2d animation world and they're like a kid's like crayon drawings (laughs) yeah (laughs) and there's one where like she looks like she's like an an anime like world and just different things and just i do you want to hear some interesting facts about this movie yes i do okay so i want to preface so this movie was made on a really small budget and this movie finished filming actually probably march of 2020 so right at the start of the pandemic. Oh, wow. And okay. that's when then, like, we saw the shutdown in the movie theaters and everything. And the uh, it was distributed by A24. So the directors were talking to A24 and they're like, uh, do you want this movie to be at least, like, released now? Like, do we need to hurry up and finish, like, the visual effects, editing and whatnot? And they're like, no, like, take your time on this. Like, movie theaters are shut down. Nobody's going to the theaters. Like, just finish it when you finish it, which I think is also, like, amazing to hear that from a big company like take your time working on this film and so it was it's honestly kind of a I almost think it was a blessing because they actually changed the story a bit too I read that they wanted to focus more on the mother-daughter relationship and I'm like that was such Mm -hmm. like a huge part of this movie so I don't think it would have had been as effective if it had been rushed out quickly right and so because it was also a small budget they had a small team working on this so people were at home editing this film and there were only about five visual effects artists on this film. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and, you know, this, is, this isn't this is a Marvel movie, but, like, they have a ton of effects in this movie. Like, clearly, you go through the multiverse, you go through these different worlds, like, focusing on all these different scenes, themes that were green screened, everything, just, it's amazing, like, having a good team and having everybody just collaborate so well and being able to just get stuff done. Right. And such a such a small team, like, I mean, the good thing about that is that you can have a goal and you don't have to, like, I guess, compromise too much, you know, but then given lots of time afterwards, like, that's almost, that's such a blessing almost. Yeah. And then I read, yeah, so it's like nearly 500 shots that five visual effects artists worked on. So craziness. And then also one editor, which I just read interestingly enough, like, the editor edited on a really old Mac computer in their living room on the film because everybody was working from home and edited the crap out of this film <laughs> in the best wow. way possible. <laughs> it's just because then, so they got like plenty of time to like work in post-production and everything as film because this film was released to the general audiences like in early 2021. I think it was probably around March or so and bam. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And the directors for the, so they're called Daniels because they're both named Daniel. And so they directed and wrote this film as well. Oh, so that is that what they, they were called the Daniels? Yes. Yeah, because I Daniels. saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, two guys. Well, weren't the Russo brothers involved in this too? Yeah, they were producers. So they like they uh, put money into I saw it. their names pop up and I was like, yeah, I see you there. <laughs> Yeah, that I thought that's that was crazy. like, yeah, I was like, that's interesting. But I'm glad that they saw potential in this movie because that's great because now right. everybody can enjoy this film. 
seriously. The way I suppose it was intended to be. Yeah. I think that there's so many smart things in this film. Like, I could just analyze it from a film perspective of just talked about the editing, talking about the effects, and just... Because not even just the shots where she's traveling, th- like, through, like, the multiverse and, like, each quick frame just showing, like, a different version of herself. And then the amount of, like, crazy costume changes that happens with Joy towards the beginning of, like... And that f- when she's fighting the the people in the building... <laughs> the hallway <laughs> yes. of people. <laughs> yeah. Like... Of how perfectly matched like everything is. She is just an explosion of everything. Yes. Of costumes and props and good God almighty. Yeah, those costumes killed me. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I'm also just like the costume designers for that, like coming up with like these mismatched things and just, it's just, wow. They reminded me like a lot of like Japanese idols, like pop mm. idols. They gave, like every costume gave me that kind of vibe. Where you have this, like, cutesy girl uniform, but then, like, there's always some kind of a theme to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the one, it was farther into the story, but the one where it, like, it was, like, made out of stuffed animals. Oh, yes. But not, it wasn't just, like, they didn't do, like, the Gaga thing and take a bunch of Kermit dolls and just stick it to the dress, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, like... <sighs> like, puppy I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, there was just the... The fabric, but then, like, the stuffed animal was, like, coming out of it. Like, mm-hmm. it was weird. But yeah. it was so freaking cool. Jink Joy is my favorite. Yeah. No, that reminds me, because you're thinking, like, you know, almost like an idol. Like, at a couple times, she did actually have, like, that puffy microphone on, like, the headset. Oh, she did, <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did. <laughs> well, and, like, her makeup and, like, her hair and everything was just... Sometimes, yes. like, her makeup was, like, the best part of the outfit. Like, you look at the the outfit, and you're like, holy crap, that is so freaking cool. But then, like, you take two more seconds to look at her, and you're like, oh, but the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the makeup. For real. Like, yeah, there's just so many layers. There's so much thought and care they put into how this movie looked. From the editing, the effects, the costuming, the makeup. Like, everything has its place, has its purpose, and it's a visual feast. It absolutely is. And I, I love how I love how Jamie Lee Curtis was dressed throughout the movie. Like, is so not Jamie Lee Curtis. At all. <laughs> I remember I watched an interview like way like forever ago where they were talking about like her just so homely um, <laughs> character design in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and they were basically like, "Yeah, so we're just gonna kind of give you this turtleneck." Um, and she, like, puts the clothes on, and she was like, well, can I just, like, take the bra off then? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, do it. Why not? <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's like, I've never been more comfortable in a <laughs> in a costume before. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from her in this movie, and also just, like, yeah, that she was a recurring character, and just, it was fun. I, I hope she enjoyed making this movie, because it seemed like it was a fun movie to make. Right. This this just this this movie has so much. Like if you like interpersonal character driven stories, yes. If you like kung fu action movies, yes. If you like abstract, ridiculous, what the hell's going on movies, yes. Like it's all right there. It's right there for you. And it's specifically abstract movies that do actually make sense in the end. Extra bonus point there. Right, and it's not just like a big like wtf moment and then credits it's like Mm -hmm. no like we're gonna we're gonna explain this yes we're gonna finish this up agreed so yes highly recommend it if you haven't seen this movie give it a watch there's definitely something to be taken out of this movie for sure so one other thing i do want to mention just something for fun because i'm big into checking out the oscars and everything looking and trying to guess what's going to get nominated I hope this movie doesn't get snubbed a whole bunch. I hope it actually, like, personally does get nominated for themes. And so, also, I think when this episode does come out, it will actually probably be the same day that the nominee, the Oscar nominees are released. So, listeners, you can let us know how wrong we are when we make these guesses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we're not too terribly wrong. We'd love to see this movie get what it's owed. Yes. Oh my gosh, for sure. So... I think it'd be kind of fun to kind of guess or at least hope what we think that they have potential to get nominated for. Now, the Oscars did release their shortlist for a couple categories, and unfortunately, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once was snubbed for um, 
VFX and makeup, but I know there's lots of movies that have come out in this past year that have had crazy visual effects and makeup as well, but I hope they get a, like, a costume nod, because we've already talked about how crazy the costuming in this movie was, <laughs> how many costumes they made, how many things, because it wasn't, like, we've only talked about, like, Joy's costumes, but everybody else had costumes, too. Everybody else was wearing something different mm-hmm. in all the scenes, mm-hmm. so... And I really hope there's some, I personally want some acting nods. Like, I would like all three of the main characters to get it, but it will probably see it potentially for Michelle Yeoh for Best Actress and Kihi Kwan for Best Actor or Supporting Actor, depending on how that's, how they categorize him. Yeah, I really hope so. Like, I see, I know that, like, Austin Butler might get on there for Mm -hmm. Elvis for Best Actor, but, like... (sighs) I don't know. Like, I liked the Elvis movie. It was fine. We watched it in one of my classes. Um, Like, it was okay enough to play. And um, I thought that Austin Butler did a good job. But I don't know. Elvis is such a, like, tone-wise, you know? Elvis is a very specific (laughs) kind of thing. But Hiki Kwan, he just... He branched out. I mean, he was doing so much. Mm -hmm. So much all the time. Yeah. So, mm, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I'm like, yeah, Austin Butler will probably get a nomination, but there's definitely room for, for some other people to get in there for sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. My, my like, I also hope, I, apparently I just want this movie to get in all the categories. Let's be realistic here, but. Everything. Yes, everything. Everything, yeah, Exactly. And win them all at once, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a theme for the year. <laughs> for real. But I would love to see a Best Picture nominee and a like editing nomination and writing so basically mm. like almost mm-hmm. all the categories but i think there's definitely some things some really standout things that this movie did that definitely elevated it i mean i'm biased because i said it was my favorite film of the year but there's plenty of other movies but isn't what the oscars is like isn't it all biased <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody has an opinion so yes yep it's their opinion so <laughs> But I'll be very curious to see what gets nominated. I've been trying to watch some other movies and stuff that might get some nominations, but I just, I still can't get this movie out of my mind. It's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Movies like this, I wish I, like, taught, like, a film appreciation class. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we couldn't watch this movie, I think. Um, it's a little, it's, there's that one, you know, that one specific scene mm-hmm. with the, the fighting in the hallway. <laughs> Enjoy. And then the other seating in the the scene in the office with the oh awards. Oh my god, the scene in the office. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and you know the first time I saw that award, I like well like the row of them mm-hmm. sitting there. I was like, ew, mm-hmm. like who designed? That's ew, that's gross. And then and then we got back to that scene, and I was just like, no, yeah, no. Like, they knew what they <laughs> were doing do that, that little callback there. And then mm-hmm. yes, they did. You know where it's going. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Do you have any other final words about this movie? One thing, did you catch the uh did you catch the lyrics thrown out in the in the middle of the movie? When uh when Wayman is explaining the multiverse? Or no, it's after that. It's when when Evelyn gets back from her first like major trip, I think, through the multiverse, and he looks at her and she's like, "But how did you know like it was me or something?" Um and he he said, "Uh what did he say?" Um he said the lyrics to a song and I was, and I caught it. I was like, wait a minute. Like that's, that's messed up, yo. And then no, um, that was intentional. Your clothes never wear as well the next day. Your hair never falls quite the same way. I remember Like he could like tell that about her. Yeah. Yeah. That's from a song. That's Uh from the story of a girl. Like think back when we were little. Okay. But you'll hear the first, you'll like literally hear the song start and you'll be like, oh my God, it's that song. But no, he says that to her and I was just like, what? Um, and I went to look it up afterwards and um, like when they were writing that scene, um, the person was just like, yeah, like I had a muse and I was reading or I was writing stuff down and this just seemed so natural. Like these words just fit so well. And then I looked back at it later on and I was just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a song. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I know what song you're talking about. And I was like, I didn't connect mm-hmm. that at all. And I clearly don't remember those lyrics, but wow, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like just the way he says it. Like, I think he said it in a specific way on purpose when they were filming. Because mm-hmm. um, like the cadence, he says it in the same cadence as when it's sung, which I think is what tipped my ear mm. off. I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So a small little thing, but no, it made my heart happy. That's a good fact. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I think that's a cool way to end this. Lots of tidbits I in this movie. So. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed our discussion about this movie. And let us know if you have watched this film and what you thought of it. You can let us know on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodDemastered. And also, we're totally open for you guys sending us emails. It could be about everything everywhere all at once or about any ideas you have for future episodes, any feedback. You can email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, you know, so you don't miss out on any of our episodes, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Share it with somebody who you think might enjoy it. Also, feel free to leave us a review. You know, five stars are cool too, but you know. We'll take any review. We appreciate you guys and we'll take any feedback you have for us. And wanted to stick something in there. By the time that this episode airs, our next episode will be our long-awaited first thoughts at Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, yes. So we just wanted to let you know that our that episode will be a day late as we'll be trying to get in a little bit of that game to share our thoughts with you. So it'll be, it'll be coming out on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, that's very true. Yes. No, so that'll be a change, but then we'll be back to our regular schedule. But we just want to get those actual initial first impressions for you guys and play some of that game. So yes, that will be on that Wednesday, the February the 8th will be that episode. Yes. Be on the lookout for that episode. And as always, thanks so much for listening to this episode. And we hope you tune into the next one. See ya.